Hi, and welcome to Episode 6 of Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts. And today, we're going to be talking about the tarot. We touched on this a bit in, I believe it was Episode 4, on self-care and the tarot. And I want to continue where we left off. Um, We had spoken about the major and minor arcana and the fact that the tarot has 78 cards. The major arcana represents big life uh, experiences. And I know I said I was going to put up the um, abbreviation definitions for you on my blog, and I will do that. Um, I'm going to do that today, as a matter of fact. You can go to the blog. It's different from my website. The blog is actually psychicmediumnewyorkcity.com. It's not abbreviated. Um, My website is the list of services that, um, uh, and the description's there. But the blog is psychicmediumnewyorkcity.com. And there um, I will post the um, episode from for and today and the abbreviations. Okay? So, again, we spoke about the major and minor. We also touched on the court cards and the elements. So that's going to be there too. Um, And basically, how to use a tarot for self-care and to use your intuition and to take some time. You know, anytime we take time to be in the present moment, and believe it or not, it's not an oxymoron having the tarot and, and using the tarot and being in the now because what you're doing is you're not really foretelling future events. I mean, they, of course, could possibly happen and may happen. It, you know, it all depends on the decisions that we make and the decisions others make. But when you're using the tarot, you're concentrating in the present moment. And there are dev- there's so many different types of spreads that you can use. But it's anytime we take time for ourselves to pamper ourselves. Some people love going to a hair salon and getting their hair done and blown out or going to get their nails done. That is... You know, some people may call it pampering. It's self-love. It's self-care. And it's self-preservation. We need to do these things. Um, I, you know, don't particularly like to do that unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> um, not that I don't like to get my nails done. I like, I'd like. i rather do them myself. Um, but for me to have to go out and do things like that, I would rather take time for myself when it comes to uh, being a light worker, a shaman, a spiritual person in a human body. Um, so for me, I'd much rather do the type of self-care that I'm talking about here. So when it comes to the tarot, there's a million books and a million courses on how to read it. Honestly, However you want to read it is fine. It's pictures on cards. So, you know, lots of people and lots of teachers try and make it a heck of a lot more um, difficult than it is. 
you know, you can't do it wrong because we all have psychic senses and we all have intuition. So even if you haven't developed your psychic senses yet, your clairability, um, you have your intuition, your gut feeling. It's in the trunk center of your body, which is technically chakras three, four, and five, you know, from your solar plexus, you know, to your heart chakra or even your throat chakra. So it's, that's where we feel emotion, okay? And that's where our intuition comes from. So what's important is, is to listen to your body, listen to yourself. It's not so much listening to your brain because with the ego and our logical thinking, it'll muddle it up and, you know, you don't want to get confused. So there are no wrong ways to, you know, engage with your debt. You know, it, it, there's nothing you can do wrong. But, you know, for the sake of helping you, let's talk about a few different things. Preparing your deck, questions, inviting help, shuffling and cutting, spreads, and that kind of stuff. So you can prepare your deck any way you want. What I tend to do is when I get a new tarot deck, is before I do anything at all, I will get out my um, white sage bundle and light it, and I will smudge my deck. And smudging is the act of cleansing and clearing out any negative energy. Now, the reason why I do this is because from the time that I ordered my deck, or even if I go into a shop and buy one. Think about how many people have touched it, just in the manufacturing process, in boxing it up, in distributing it in store, people taking it out of the boxes, putting it on a display, or if you order it, how many people have touched the deck, put it in a box, how many, you know, Places has it been to to get to me? Has it been on planes? People touch it then. Has it been, you know, in, on different services, UPS, USPS, wherever, FedEx? How many people have touched it? What are going on? What's going on in their daily lives? Okay, and at the moment that they are touching the outside of my package, which includes something sacred inside for me. I do this with everything, <laughs> even if it's not a divination tool or a crystal or anything like that. It's almost kind of like being germaphobic uh, and washing your hands constantly or being outside and coming home and washing your hands when you come inside because you have touched stuff outside that has bacteria on it or from the elements, you know, your hands feel dirty. It's the same kind of thing. I like to smudge everything. And my children hate it because they can't stand the smell of, of white sage. <laughs> you can use Palo Santo incense sticks uh, to, to cleanse. I like to use them after I've saged and it's been a while. And whether it's tarot cards or anything else, crystals, rings, jewelry, I will then use the Palo Santo down the line to just 
remove any negative energies that have come in contact with whatever I'm saging. So I sage the box, I open the box, I sage the booklet, I sage the little pouch if you get one, I sage the cards. I don't do it a card at a time, I just basically just sage them. And it takes all of literally two minutes to do. So it's, it's really not a huge deal. Um, and I'm not obsessive, compulsive, but when it comes to having and inviting in negative energy through any means, I really don't like to mess around with it. So um, other ways you can cleanse it, I like to cleanse it with smoke, so I do the white sage. Um, other people like to use crystals like selenite. Selenite is fantastic for cleansing stuff. You could, you know, put your deck on the selenite overnight. Depends on how long you want to put it on there for. Um, but the first time you work with it, it's a good idea for energetic hygiene. So that's what we're going to do to prepare the deck. Then what I like to do is look not only look at my new deck, but have a relationship with it. And that's the important thing. I take it card by card and I look at the pictures because every tarot deck, depending on the subgenre of the theme of the deck, could be, you know, fairies, it could be dragons, it could be the Akashic Records, it could be down to anything. You can think of it, it's on a tarot deck. Angels, guardian angels, you know, spirit guides. And I'm not talking oracle decks. I'm just talking tarot right now. We will get to oracle decks in another uh, episode. But I like to look at the pictures. I like to try and figure out what the artist is portraying um, depending on the theme. Because not everybody and every artist and author of a deck will pertain to universal rider weight. So they may have different names for the different cards, especially in the major arcana. Um, for the minor arcana, they can change things. Um, you know, they can change, um, let's think, uh, I'm trying to think of one. In the, um, I know in the Arthurian tarot, They've changed some things, like from um, there's there's shields, there's as opposed to swords, wands, um, coins, or pentacles and uh, cups. So you know you might have chalices, which is just another fancy name for a cup. Um, you know, of course, the Arthurian would leave swords. Um, wands, I think, is what they changed to shields. Um, and for pentacles, I forget what they changed it to, but they, they can name it, and not just the Arthurian tarot. Many different tarot um, authors tend to change up the suits. So just be aware of that. And they can also change up the royal court cards, you know, um, from page to something else. From night, from you know, night to something else. It, it could be a whole bunch of different 
things. But as long as there are 78 cards, anything under 78 is an Oracle deck. So, and it must say tarot. If you get a deck that you know, has a lot of words on it and it's talking about past lives or connecting with heaven or whatever it is, unless it has 78 cards and it says the word tarot on the box, it's not a tarot deck, okay? So um, when you're asking um, the question to your deck, you're going to ask a question and shuffle. And if it's a brand new deck, what you're going to do is you're going to have to shuffle a lot because everything's in order. <laughs> so you're going to shuffle it several times. I like to knock on my deck to clear them. Um, and then I break them up. I cut them into three, usually. So I'll shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. First I'll knock. I'll shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Cut them into three, into threes. And then, you know, change them around, put them back together, shuffle more, you know, cut again, shuffle more, and then lay out the cards. Um, now, when you're asking the question, you will want to ask the question. I prefer to ask the question while shuffling because there I'm setting an intention in my mind, and that is then thus going through to my hand to the cards. So, and you want to be specific. You know, what do you want to know? You need to be clear on the question, you know. Um, and some, very specific because you leave, if you ask something generally, it's open up to so much interpretation. It, it's, it could go either way. It could be, you know, this is going to happen, but it's not really kind of clear because you're not setting the specific intention, okay? So what I do is I use mediumship with tarot. Um, you can use intuition with tarot. You can ask for help. Um, for an example, please help me to see what I most need to know for the highest and best good of all, for the highest and best good of the universe, you know, that's always a wonderful place to start. So, you know, close your eyes when it feels right. Focus on the question. Quiet your mind and shuffle the cards. Then you're going to lay the cards out in a, what's called a spread. There are different spreads. One of the easiest spreads to do is a three-card spread. And you're going to have a past, which is the first card. The middle card is present. And the third card is future. Um, depending on the card deck, there will be a booklet or a book. And, you know, there's example of spreads in there. There's a Celtic tree tarot uh, spread, which is an intensive spread. It takes a lot of work. There's a lot of questions to be answered by each individual card. And that's why I tend to charge a little bit more for that when I am doing a reading for someone. Um, so I invite my clear abilities and mediumship into reading the cards. For me, that helps clear up what's going on. And this could be Aunt Lucy coming down and helping me, you know, for you and the reading and telling me, you know, 
this would mean this for my client. You know, her aunt or whatever loved one could come in. There could be some of my clear's clear cognizance, the clear knowing. I'll know what exactly that card means specifically for you. So instead of depending on the explanations in the deck booklet, I tend to ask spirit because spirit always knows best. Um, and then, you know, just let your tuition guide you. You know, you can talk out loud. You can talk about the pictures, whatever it takes to, you know, get you going, get you in the flow. So, you know, when it comes to self-care, there's, there's the more simple the spread, the better. If we pull a bunch of cards like the, the, the Celtic or um, some of the other you know, intricate um, spreads that deal with a lot of different cards in a lot of different unusual places, it, you know, it's too easy to dismiss the ones don't fit our idea of the current situation or the future we desire or we think we desire. <laughs> One card is ideal. There, this is called single card pulls. Um, a lot of times, I will do single card pulls for free on Facebook, on my on Facebook Live, on my professional page of Jill Roberts um, Psychic Medium. I don't know if it's the Upper East Side Medium or Psychic Medium. Either all, or you can find me there. Um, and I'll do them for free because they take a few minutes. People ask questions, I'll shuffle, pull a card, tell them what it means for them. That's basically what you do. So, you know, you can say, what do I need to know right now? What's the most important thing you need to know when you're doing a card pull? That's a wonderful question. Or in what area of my life do I need to act? Or what area of my life do I need to work on more right now? Is it... You know, finances, is it in my business? Is it in my relationships? Is it in, you know, my parenting? Is it in, you know, my friendships? Those are wonderful questions. Here's a great one. Where do I need to release old parent patterns or old beliefs? Old belief systems tend to hold us back. And our belief systems were inherently given to us by our parents and thus from their parents and their parents and their parents. So if you're coming into your own, you're starting a spiritual journey or you've been on a spiritual journey and you have your own ideology, you may not even realize that you're holding on to an old belief system or pattern that's not serving you right now. So you know, that will bring that up. This is all being in the present moment. So even though this is tarot, this is self-care. This is you taking the time to work on you, you know. And that is something that, you know, you can't put a price on. You know, you can pick something that relates to, you know, your current situation or something that leaves room for other solutions that you haven't thought of. You know, if you had a solution, you wouldn't need a self-care self spread to get you out of your head. 
So, you know, this is still in the realm of self-love and self-care because if we knew all the answers <laughs> of what we should be doing, then there'd be no need for a divination tool like tarot and there wouldn't be a correlation to taking the time to figure it out. So, you know, your own good thinking got you here. So just continue on with it. Try and try and just do it based on how you feel. Don't worry. You can't get it wrong. Um, create the space for the cards to do their thing. And their thing is to help you. And it's really you, your higher self helping you. So there is no magic in the cards. You are the magic. And that's what's truly amazing. So that's three single card pulls. And then there's three card spreads, like I mentioned. So instead of doing past, present, future, you could do what am I feeling, where am I holding it, and how can I release it? That's a much better spread than just, past, present, future, because past, present, future is usually what the book would show you. So what am I feeling? Where am I holding it? And how can I release it? There you go. First, second, third. Or first card, perception of the situation. Reality is of the situation, the second card. And action, if any, is required. I get a lot of requests for love spreads because you know, people want to know, is this person into me? Is this person going to be, you know, the one? Am I going to meet my soulmate? And those are all wonderful threats, and we all want to know, know those questions. Um, but if you're doing a love spread, if you can say, what is the perception of my situation with, let's say, okay, uh, let's say you're dating a guy named Mark. What is the perception I have of my relationship with Mark? And that will be the first card. What is the reality of the situation of my relationship with Mark, which will be the second card? And the third card would be, you know, if any action is required in my relationship with Mark, what action do I take? So that's how you can incorporate love into these three-card threads. Uh, same thing for career, you know. What is the perception of the situation I see and where what I'm doing right now for work? The second card, what is the reality of the situation of work for me? And the third card, you know, do I stay or do I go, basically, <laughs> for all. So whether it's your finances, your career, your love life, you can apply them to these spreads in a way that are self-serving for you, that are keeping you in the present moment, and that are not um, foretelling in a sense, but they are, but they are still utilizing your higher self, your intuition for what is really going on, because you already know the answers. It's just a matter of you realizing it. So even I could read for you, and I could use mediumship. I'm using your loved ones are coming to me and telling me, well, listen, Mark isn't the one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you it, doing it for yourself is so so much more beneficial 
than having it read for you. Don't get me wrong. I'll read for you anytime you want. But reading for yourself is taking the time out and is self-care and self-love. I can't. I can't express that enough. Okay, now I'd like to talk about reversals. This is somewhat a controversial part of the tarot. Not really controversial, but more kind of uh, depending on your feeling about it, um, if you want to use them or not. So first, let me tell you what reversals are. Now, a lot of times they really freak people out. It's the idea that you not only have 78 upright cards, but you also have 78 more that are pretty daunting <laughs> upside down. You can certainly choose to read without reversals. Many talented readers do just that. I am one of those readers, unless, of course, I'm using the Revelations Tarot by Zach Wong. The Revelations Tarot is amazing, and I'll tell you why. The cards themselves are kind of cut, the, the, the illustrations are cut sort of on an angle, so no matter which way you shuffle them and lay them out, whether it's reversed or not, you'll have the imagery there. So it's not like you're taking a regular tarot deck and you have an upside down card and you're trying to read the imagery upside down and trying to figure out the opposite to the meaning of what the card is showing you. So, you know, you can either choose to use them or not. I have gone so far as to figure out which way I have to position the cards before I shuffle them <laughs> so I don't get reversals. Because to me, it's just opening up negativity. Unless, of course, it's done in the way that Zach Wong did it. He didn't make them the antithesis of the positive card. <laughs> he didn't make... 78, you know, negative cards to go with 78 positive cards. Because don't forget, the tarot is pretty much a journey. And the journey is your life. You know, the major are major events in your life, and the minor are the annoying everyday details to life. Some can be annoying, some can be wonderful, but usually the annoying sticks out more in our minds. So, again, you know, you don't have to do it. So um, when a reversal appears in your spread, it you can turn it upright and, you know, move on. But um, some people don't recommend this, especially when using it for self-care. We need to nuance to unravel these crazy stories that are keeping us in our heads, and that's what reversals offer. Lindsay Mack has described reversals as the same meal with different seasoning. I don't know about that, but... I could see where she's coming from with that. Um, the content of the card, its invitations, its energies remain the same, but in the reverse state. But we get a little bit more information about our state of mind and our willingness to grow. Now, again, of course, this is coming from our higher self. So, you know, if you're looking to figure out what's going on with your situation, you know, having a reverse card 
sometimes, especially in the beginning when you're just starting out in tarot, you're better off not using them. But you can get the Revelations Tarot deck by Zach Wong. It comes with a full, huge book. The cards are beautiful. They're a little bit on a, the thin stock, which I would have preferred if they were a little bit thicker. But I am not going to complain because the content, the illustrations, everything is done by him. So, you know, you get a book with so many different types of spreads as well that beyond your ordinary spreads that you can even look up online. So if you want to learn and you want to learn doing using both, then I suggest getting the Revelations Tarot deck, <clears throat> again, by Zach Wong, if you want to do it like this. So, you know, reversal seems to be particularly personal, and always I ask, trust yourself. In a broader sense, I find that reversals of positive, you know, cards show a fear of really engaging with that energy. Um, reversals of more negative cards tend to be lighter, implying that there is less hard work ahead or show impatience to finish what that particular lesson is. And that's in the majors. Some reversals in the minor arcana, um, particularly the more difficult cards, can also show a message of time. You know, the depths of reversals are outside the scope of what we know right now, if you're a beginner. So, you know, be open to how these energies appear to you. So if you are not a beginner and you're using the tarot for self-care, then definitely use reversals if you know how to do it. And if you don't know how to do it and you still want to use reversals, do the revelations that it will make so much difference. You know, and again, there's a lot of thoughts on using reverse cards. I don't like to do it. You know, I really don't. Even though you're using your intuition, even though it's coming from your higher self, it, it becomes confusing. And I really don't want to lead you down the garden path here, um, so to speak, in the sense of if you're a beginner and, you know, you want to use this powerful divination tool and you want to do it in self-care and self-love, you know, you don't have to do it this way. Yes, it's a little bit more, you know, shadow side of the self and, you know, digging deep to the problem. But we don't always need to have that when we're taking time out for ourselves. So if you want to keep the cards upright, and just remember, you're still taking time for yourself. You're still being in the present moment. So don't let what anybody else says, including myself, deter you from doing what you feel comfortable with. But anyway, so that's it for today. Tomorrow, I'm thinking about doing uh, connecting with spirit guides, perhaps getting into a little bit more heavier type of uh, metaphysics like astral projection, mind projection, remote viewing, or going over each clear ability. Let me know in the comments, what do you think I should do tomorrow? because I'll be researching it and doing everything tonight. 
not that I don't already know it, but I like to have everything written down or have notes for when I'm doing this. So enjoy the rest of your night. And remember, we all deserve to live extraordinary lives. So let's go down this journey together. I'm Jill Roberts, and this is Psychic Today.